The date is Friday, March 25th, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. On this episode, we're talking about one of the series that Nintendo built its video game empire upon, The Legend of Zelda. With a sequel to Breath of the Wild around the corner, we had to bring on a guest to fill us in on all the details of this series and the complicated lore behind it. So enjoy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your favorite podcast on the internet, covering all things entertainment. It's entertainment. entertainment. Cool. That was pretty good. Yeah. I didn't know that. I tried tried to match it up a little bit, but you know, some things work, some things don't. (laughs) That was very good. Uh, Guys, welcome back to another week of the show. We're continuing on, trekking on. Uh, not Star Trekking on because I don't think any of us are Trekkies. Does anybody nah. here like Star Trek? It's unfortunate. Is it bad that none of us participate in in that form of media? Does no. that make us an unreliable source? <laughs> I have a backpack that's a Trek brand, but that's about it. Uh, it's probably the closest that we're going to get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like that. I have a cold open. I'm afraid to do it. Just do it. Okay. Is the, is the cold open that you're afraid to do a cold open? <laughs> Great job. Excellent. I'm bit. just I'm just nervous to do it. Don't be the a nervous purpose. Do it. A no a nervous purpose. That's Ned Flanders. Just if I do this cold open, you gotta promise. You gotta promise that you have my back. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> you promise that you'll support me through this. Sure. Just don't say anything offensive, I guess. Or do. Okay. No, just reach out, virtually hold my hands. Thank you. Okay, here we go. (laughs) This week on the podcast, we have co-host of the Big Chicken Bits podcast. We have Mr. John Kincaid. Let's welcome John. Hello. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to not talk about chicken. (laughs) Don't talk about chicken on your podcast. (laughs) Curse has been lifted. We are exclusive. Yeah, it, 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 this is going to be very refreshing for me. You know, it, it's great. I, I feel like I've returned home after a long journey. You know, that it's is been theoretically been ages. true. You were you've been on this show. You were one of our first guests that we ever had, and now we're at episode 104 of Entertain cool. This. Come a long yeah. way. I, you actually took on the role as the third host for one month while we were getting through. So you are a, a veteran of this show, a very old friend of our show. That's right. And now I'm a current friend. Loyalty. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, a current friend. Just for now, though. We might dump you later. Yeah. Hey. And then I'll be back in another hundred ups. <laughs> another hundred ups. We do our one Mr. Conjin Cade episode. We bring That's him right. Up. So, That's John, right. Uh, as I understand it, well, first off, thank you for being our guest this week. Of course. Uh, we we always appreciate our guests who come on and spend the time with us. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit before we get into it, because I know you brought something for us to talk about, right? Oh, did I? <laughs> Hopefully. Great. Oh, did right? I? Great. Right? <laughs> but I want to talk about, it's such a treat to have two uh, young podcasters here just beginning their podcasting journey. Uh, you guys are John and Nick. Nick, this must be weird because this is like if there were a Venn diagram of podcasts, <laughs> there is like 
the podcast entertain this and the podcast big chicken bits and then that little <laughs> middle area is nick so yeah, like weird. i'm though you are a host of this show i am now going to talk to you as though you were a guest on this show so just deal with that you guys so you guys decided <laughs> to do big chicken bits yeah uh, which is this like other podcast that you guys are working on um how many episodes do you guys have out right now how how deep in the roots are you is it three? I think I think three are out. I think we've recorded out four so or five. We got six recorded. Six. Okay, great. Yeah. Nice. So if I understand correctly, it is like a variety show that was spilt onto the ground and then thrown into a collective bucket. <laughs> Correct? <laughs> I I think the uh the germ of this big idea. bucket, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that this all started because, you know, as Nick and I uh met our immediate connection became with our bits. You know, we have a very similar <laughs> sense of humor. And so now that we don't work together, we have all these bits that are building up inside of us and we need to get them out somehow, some way. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> it's so it's true. And now I feel like I have a, a, a you know, a release to get mm. all my bits out. And that is BCB. BCB podcast. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so you guys are podcasting together now, and I imagine you guys are having a pretty good time. Did you find it easy to just kind of click into an audio format? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we already had all the audio infrastructure set up, so it always seemed natural to uh, record it and release it into the world for for better for good. So <laughs> it just gives us an opportunity to to do bits. Mm-hmm. Um, record them, share them with the world, because otherwise we share them with each other and drive our significant others crazy. Incredible, because um, they don't know what's going on half the time. <laughs> well, your That's audience true. does, right? I sure hope so. <laughs> awesome. If if not now, <laughs> then maybe someday. If not we'll now, when? <laughs> if there is some hidden lore in Big Chicken Bits that, as the episodes go on, slowly starts to play out into one big storyline that ends up being super intense and full of lore, I'm going to lose my collective shit. Well, (laughs) interesting you should say that. I I guess you'll just have to uh, stay tuned. (laughs) I guess there kind of is. That's exciting. I don't want to spill the beans here, but uh, it's pretty big. Spill the what? The beans. <laughs> mm, mm, mm-hmm. Is this one of your big bits? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's one of your big chicken bits. We had a, it's just, we it's had a, a boss bit. at the company we worked at, and uh, we just thought, because <laughs> they always called her Bob. Uh, that was her initials. and um, She wanted a cool nickname that she gave herself, and so right. we gave her a lame nickname that we, <laughs> you know, called her behind her back. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, watch out for beans. <laughs> beans. <laughs> Beans. So that is one of the bits. I get it. That's okay, bit. cool. Well, that's enough uh, pleasant pleasantries. Let's move on. <laughs> hey, <laughs> okay. hey, John, what'd you what'd you bring us today? Oh boy. So I've been thinking a lot recently about one little um, series that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, every couple of years, it decides to just tear at it a little bit more because I'm so anticipating the next release. And um, say the word release a lot. I, 
It's a lot, Alex. There's a lot building up in me. I can't Are help you okay? it. Okay. <laughs> I I think I will be snap. after this episode. I think because <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. You know, I, I have a lot of uh, opinions. I have a lot of things to say. And we, I recently did a quick this in which I talked about this series in a way. I mentioned it, um, and that series is the Legend of Zelda. Ho ho. That's right. That's right. Gotcha. Um, so I just kind of I want to talk about so this series has been going on since 1986. This is an old series. This is uh one of the uh you know columns that Nintendo built their brand on early in the days. Uh so there's so many games out. There's no way I'm gonna talk about them all. So I think it would be fun if I speak a little bit about the lore of Zelda games, because for a long time, the lore was a little ambiguous. <laughs> it was always, here's a good guy and here's a bad guy. And then they fight. Right. Um, but, <laughs> and then they fuck. And then they, <laughs> and they had and then one climactic <laughs> conclusion. <laughs> they come together and it's a it's a classic tale of good versus evil but if you dig a little bit deeper there is some some more storytelling behind the scenes and here's the thing i do not think it's much of a spoiler to talk about the lore even if you haven't played the games in fact i think knowing some of the lore actually enhances your experience um for example i know nick He's playing the latest uh, Zelda game in the main series, Breath of the Wild, came out in 2017. I'm going to talk a little bit about the lore, and in no way do I think it's going to inhibit his enjoyment from playing that game, because that's <laughs> oh, not good. where that's, uh, that comes from. It comes from the gameplay and the, the, the fights, the battles, the spectacle, the exploration. Um, so I think I'm just going to talk a little bit about the lore, some of the games that fit into that lore. And then if we have time, I might gush a little bit because this is my favorite <laughs> video game series of all time. And it has been since I was just a wee lad. A yeah. wee little boy. So wee little boy. I remember, I remember my first experience playing Legend of Zelda was like the original Legend of Zelda game. I had ported it onto my like faux Blackberry cell phone. <laughs> Oh god. So, right? But it was it was oh, like yes. one of those squares that you would like flick it up and then there'd be a keyboard. Nice. Yeah. So I would play it on that keyboard, Legend of Zelda, and it was the only game that I could get on that phone. So like I spent hours playing that game. <laughs> that is a rough introduction to the series. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and yet he still played it, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it was fun still. I mean it was for what it was, which was like a side-scrolling, like 2D pixelated adventure story, there was still that feeling of exploration that you get from like the games that come out nowadays. I mean, Breath of the Wild, of course, has that feeling, but like even the new Pokemon game or even Grand Theft Auto has like this certain level of wandering and exploration that somehow they captured on this smaller game, which was really impressive. Um. Before I begin, Alex, you you started it off perfectly. I wanted to talk to everybody about their experience with Zelda, just so I get an idea of where you're coming from. <laughs> Nick, you've played one game. It's going to be a short one for me. <laughs> I'll say Al that much. Alex, you started with the first. What else yeah, have I, you, you know, dove into? Yeah, so I played the very first, um, and then 
I got a 3DS, and when they ported over Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time onto the 3DS, I played them on the 3DS. Um, I'm a mobile gamer. I kind of talked about this mostly with just like Chloe when we're alone, but if I have to play a long-form game, it has to be mobile. I have to be able to take it places, or I'm not going to play it, because when I sit down, I want to play like quick matches. Like I play the game, and then when it's over, I'm done. I don't have to like, mm-hmm. come back to it or remember what's going on. I don't have the like bandwidth for that kind of play. But if it's something I take with me, then I'll play it, especially when I couldn't drive and was being driven places. Mm-hmm. So I played through uh, Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. And then Chloe got me started uh, after I skipped a couple on the Wii and the Wii U. You know, the consoles that everyone had a Wii, but nobody had a Wii U. No. Um, um, I did, because yeah, I'm a of nerd. Of course she did. Um, but Chloe got me on uh, on the game that Nick's playing now, um, which his name is now escaping me. Breath of the Wild. Thank you. There we Breath go. Breath of the Wild. Bakwa. And I played it for a little bit, but then that was when I discovered that long form gaming just wasn't for me. So like as I was playing through it, I was like, I have no like clear objective. I have no real like destination in mind right now. I would like to get a horse. That's like what I'm <laughs> where I'm at right now. And then I was like, I don't think I'm having fun. And so I just kind of stopped playing that one. Fair it's been enough. too open, open for me, I think. Fair yeah. enough. I, I have seen people with that same kind of, uh, you know, they hit that brick wall where it's, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I need a little bit of direction here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the beauty of that game is that you don't have too much of a direction. I wandered around for probably 20 hours before I did the first <laughs> dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, what about you? Yeah, so I'm kind of the opposite of Alex. I to give you an idea, I'm coming off of basically a week long binge of Elden Ring, mm-hmm. uh, where I've put in close to eighty hours over the course of like a week and a half. You nice. kiss your mother with that mouth, Michael? Yeah. Christ. No, wait, no. <laughs> Sometimes that is so many hours, my man. Yeah, yeah, it's way too many, way too many. But uh, in that same vein, uh, the same thing as you, John, with Breath of the Wild, I. It's it's like cool. Let me get like the powers, and then I see a shrine. I go to that shrine. Yep. It's like I don't care what the main story is. Like I see blue light, I'm going towards it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, to the point where it's like I completely missed the introductory like combat tutorial shrine, and like I came back to it after I had already beaten like all of the like superior like challenges of might and all that. And it's just oh, like yeah. you're but, souped up. Yeah, yeah, I get there, and it's like I've got the master sword and everything. It's like here's how you do a side hop. <laughs> um, Love it. But no, like I mean, Zelda was also like one of my main core franchises growing up. One of my first games I ever played was uh, Link to the Past on the the Super SNES, uh, and from there I like I didn't actually own Ocarina of Time for a long time, so I just watched one of my best friends play it. Um, but after that, owned it, beat it. Majora's Mask owned it, beat it. Um, uh, probably my one of my favorite games of all time is the oh gosh, Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time is easily one of my favorite games of all time. Um, that was actually probably the first game that I beat like front to back and like near and like made an effort of like going back and trying to one hundred percent it. Right. Um, and yeah, and same with uh, 
played like all of the the Game Boy Advance games, like uh, Four Swords, Minish Cap. Love Minish uh, Cap, dude. Minish Cap is so good. Love Minish uh, Cap. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a long time story like storied fan of the Zelda fran- franchise. Which like when you opened up with like I am going to talk about the lore, I was like, oh boy. Where is he going to go with this? <laughs> Can I ask a loaded question just because I'm curious? I'm going to take a brief survey of the, our four-person group here, four uh, white Caucasian men with <laughs> seeing problems. Michael's not wearing his glasses right now or else I'm we don't have to What are you talking same. about? Um, how many of you guys, once you got a steady job and realized how easy it was to purchase things on the internet, got an ocarina? <laughs> oh, I have not. No, that has been in my shopping cart on Amazon for about three years. <laughs> I owned <laughs> an ocarina for a while. What's an ocarina? I'm sorry. It's an instrument that looks. Out of the a, loop. It looks a bit like a potato with a pipe in it. Mm-hmm. That okay. the version that you see in the games is called a potato ocarina. That is the there actual name of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I nailed that on accident. You did. You did. So, so um, do you blow into it and you go. Yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of like a whistle. <laughs> it's a trumpet. It's kind of like a recorder. It is a. It, it is exactly like a recorder. Okay. Correct. It is a potato shaped recorder. Is mm-hmm. what it is. But hopefully less annoying. <laughs> well, no. in the Zelda series, it can send you through time. So but that's in real not, life, that's it not can not. I can't confirm. <laughs> I tried. I've tried. <laughs> I I broke my ocarina. So I no longer Aww. have an ocarina because they are usually, here's a fun fact for you, made of a uh, porcelain material or porcelain-like <laughs> material. So they're very fragile. And the Zelda <laughs> series goes very in-depth with the creation of the ocarina. You know, you see it being made in spun and, you know, porcelain and all that. That's actually a very important part of those games, seeing the creation of the ocarina. I'm just totally messing with you. Yeah, I was no. about to say, like, huh, I don't remember that part, but sure. Keeping you on your toes. Keeping we you never call toes. anyone out for being wrong. We actually have hired help to do that. I, I, <laughs> I self-corrected myself. So yeah, Chloe was this close. Now. If not, Chloe would have jumped on you. Yeah. I, I honestly, through all my notes that I have, I hope I'm wrong so I can hear a correction. Because I would love to just know more about this series. It's very important to me. But Oh, she'll let you know. Yeah. Well, all of either you. She, either she will or I will, because I'll what, probably please, catch this stuff please, before she even what has I a love, chance to go. I love it. <laughs> what I love is that our guests are always most excited to be fact checked by Chloe. That is <laughs> yeah. an ongoing thing that keeps happening. Is that every time a guest comes on, they're like, "I hope Chloe fact checks me." <laughs> Here's I'm like, how Don't you worry. screwed up. She probably will. <laughs> <laughs> so all of you, through your you know different experiences with the game, you all hit on one thing, and that's exploration. And that is actually the germ of how this series came to be. So, you know, in 1984, Nintendo was like, man, we have to make something and we have to call it the Nintendo Entertainment System and it's going to revolutionize video games. Hmm. Okay. One of those things that they made was Super Mario Brothers. Very straightforward, side-scrolling, action platformer, you know, set, set the world on fire. Right. Yeah. Uh, so created by the beautiful mind of Shigeru uh, Miyamoto. Exactly. Hmm. And another thing that Miyamoto was thinking about, he's like, you know what? Uh, Mario is cool and all, but I remember when I was a kid, I'd be like going around and you have to talk about this. You talk about Zelda, oh, right? Yeah, you you have to talk yeah. about it. He's in the <laughs> woods as a kid. He's like hitting things with sticks. He's 
going in mountains and he's finding caves. He's making a slingshot out of, you know, twigs that he finds. And he's thinking, man, this would make a cool video game. That exploration, that feeling of you don't know what's going to be out there. Hmm. So at the same time as they're making Mario, they think, okay, let's recreate that feeling by making a two player dungeon creator slash player. So one person makes a dungeon, the other person plays the dungeon. And then they're like, you know what? That sucks. Playing the dungeon is much more fun. Let's just make a game <laughs> all about that. What are we doing wasting our time? This is 1985. We cannot make a game this complex. It's it's too much. This hmm. sucks. Let's make it Mario Maker in like mm, 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we've got something here. Oh, there it is. And so what that game, you know, came out to be was The Legend of Zelda in 1986. Uh, This was so, in you know, in this time on the Nintendo, these video games, you know, very small. It's kind of hard to make these games. You know, not many people are, you know, game developers who've been in the business for decades because gaming hasn't been around for that long. So a lot of people made video games to last based on difficulty. So, you know, this, oh, man, this is so hard, but I'm going to keep playing it and playing it. Video games are expensive. They're 60, 70 dollars. Uh, Nintendo took the other approach in Zelda and making it, you know, not solely based on difficulty, although it was a difficult game, but it's also about discovery. It's about secrets. It's about looking around, you know, talking to your friend. Hey, you could burn that bush over there and there's a secret castle. There you go. You're getting this longevity. You're getting this conversation going. That's something that's been in the series since day one. Hmm. Uh, but, you know, that first game, what was the story? It was, uh, you're a guy and, you know, uh, you got to kill Ganon. Uh, yeah. I think your name is Zelda or something and you got to <laughs> kill him. What a- <laughs> Clearly, that threw me off. Like when I first learned about these games. Oh, it's Legend of Zelda. So oh, we play Zelda, us, right? It threw us all Yeah, well, off. so there so was, the first time, I think the first time, like, just about anyone plays these games, like, they give you the option to name your character. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I'm Zelda. I have to be Zelda. And then <laughs> yeah. you actually meet Zelda. It's like, oh, I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there was anyone whose first experience hearing about Legend of Zelda wasn't assuming that Link was Zelda. And then having to be corrected aggressively. <laughs> um, actually, um, actually, Zelda's the, the princess. You're playing the character Link, and he's actually a really cool dude. Why would they name him Zelda? He's actually like super strong, and he's like super chill. If you like him so much, why don't you marry him? And then people would beat you up, and then so on and so forth. Take yeah. your lunch money. But that's my trauma. We can move past it. <laughs> Thank you for sharing, Alex. Of course. It's very important it's for the group space. to share your, your traumas. With the world. That's what this podcast is all about, baby. It's about letting it out. It's about that release, Alex. See, we're coming back to it. It's about that release. I don't like this bit. Come on. (laughs) Quit the bit. So listen, this is, you know, I I would even posit that since day one and for about, you know, 20 years, story was never the driving factor of these games. Um, As they would come out over time, fans would make their own versions of a timeline but none of it was solidified and it was confusing i remember remember this legend of zelda timeline being so complicated it wasn't until like (laughs) recently that nintendo came out and was like this is the timeline we'll talk and everyone was like 
oh, she's nothing like what I thought it was. Or people were like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like nobody really knew where everything was. Because hmm. it's like one of the first games to involve like time travel and like yeah. shit like that. Yeah, and wow. like even the like Nintendo official timeline is still just like what is happening something here? like this <laughs> yeah they're like they're like well you see the timeline happens on both a vertical and or both a vertical and a horizontal axis so in this timeline and then in this timeline and then these timelines come together and then this happened in all the timelines and you're like what i didn't come here for math you're talking about axes like <laughs> they they sell like a poster of the legend of zelda timeline and it looks like a freaking web the way that it is like sprawled out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my goodness well, and it's confusing because uh before that timeline came out in about 2011 i believe uh you know you're playing these games and every game i'm playing as link and i'm saving zelda and i'm fighting similar enemies i'm seeing similar characters i'm going to the same places but they all look different so my first thought and what's correct is that you're playing different people you know kind of like the same bloodline over hundreds or thousands of years lots of time is passing between these games um and i never really cared about how they connected but it is interesting to know that okay there is a way to to talk about them and they and they sort of semi click together the puzzle pieces do fall into place a little bit and it does enhance my enjoyment of knowing oh this is what's going on in this game and oh that is happening from the last game and it's not directly spoken about for the most part there are very few direct sequels in zelda uh, Majora's Mask being one, Phantom Hourglass being another, where you are playing the same Link from the past game. Um, exactly. Yeah. Breath of the Wild 2, whenever that comes out, I I guess it's the same Link. I, I, I don't know much about it. No one does. Uh, but it's confusing. Um, and then, you know, Nintendo releases a whole thing, and we're going to get to that. But let's... It kind of... It kind of reminds me of like the timeline explanation in Bioshock, Nick, where it's like there's always a lighthouse. There's Mm. always like there are all of these collective universes, but there are always these staple things that happen. There are always constants and there are always variables. Exactly. We just talked about that, right, guys? Yeah. Great up. I thought that we just talked about reality TV. Which episode are we on? We'll get to that because we time hopped, right, guys? We did a Zelda. Or what? Link. That's wild because yes, you're correct. Our timeline is messed up right now. We are currently, we are currently recording this before what I now realize is the episode you're referring to. Chef's kiss. <laughs> this this is the real timeline. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Obama's president. Uh, what? what? <laughs> huh? Who? <laughs> it's all good, but. The timeline, we can get to that later. There is still structured lore to the Zelda series, and it starts like this. In the beginning, there was light. The world is created by three goddesses. Din, the power, the, the gods of power, creates the earth. Nehru, the gods of wisdom, bestowed order to the world. And Faeror, the goddess of courage, creates life. And then they kind of like, like, all right, cool. We so we made the universe, we made the world. All right, let's 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 dip. 
that's dope. That is dope but before, how you just delivered that. But before they leave, they're like, hey, we got to make something called the Triforce. Okay. We're going to put these three little triangles together. And then one of them said, one of them said, why? And then the other one said, merchandise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so people can get tattoos of it when they're 23 and then questioned about it when they're 48. Why do you have three triangles on your thigh? Shut up! <laughs> it's very important to me. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but what does this Triforce do? It's actually kind of like the, the big MacGuffin of the series. A lot of times you're you're going after the Triforce. You want to find the Triforce. Everything (laughs) centers around the Triforce. And what that is, is just like this all powerful, you know, artifact that will grant anyone's wish if they touch it. And then I guess it just kind of like bounces after that and goes somewhere else. But it's also (laughs) like, so he's like, I hope someone wrote that down. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you know what I do. It's but it's weird. It's a it's a physical item. You can touch it in, in in the Wind Waker. You find little fragments of it, and it's just like a little piece of metal. You so like it's physical, but it also can be you know imbued inside of you if you are the one who is courageous enough or full of wisdom or power that you know this Triforce is now a part of you. Or whenever you find those little piece of metal, you just take a little take a little bite. <laughs> <laughs> what Is would happen true? if you ate the Triforce? Nintendo, you, but answer the question. But this is why Nintendo Power still needs to exist. But what would happen if you just took a little bites? A little, you find a little piece of metal. You're like, mm, that's going right in. Yeah. Yeah. Does that happen in the game? I have oh, to right ask. Inside. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna put the power of the Triforce inside me, baby. That's going right in. Maybe. Do you eat it? it we, we'll find out. <laughs> okay. Only time will tell. Chloe, be on standby. <laughs> so it's weird for decades people didn't know when this series began people had guesses and they were all wrong because the game hadn't come out yet the first game in the series is called skyward sword that came out on the wii in 2011 that's the first game in the whole series first game in the whole series not came the out one. In 2011 came out 2011 in fact the legend of zelda the first game is actually very far down on the timeline, on one of the timelines. Great, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and uh, Skyward Sword was released on I think the twentieth anniversary. So like they twenty or twenty fifth. Yeah, on like one of those major milestone anniversaries. Like, all right, guys, mm-hmm. lore dump. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's and soon after that is when that timeline came out that connects all the games to that point. I wish I could see the office in Nintendo that belongs to the guy who they assigned this to. They were like, <laughs> here are all the games. I need you to Pepe Sylvia this into a plot. All right, let and me get like, on Reddit. <laughs> he's like putting like the like yarn up and he's like putting in push pins and he's like, I need more staples. I need more. And he's like got posters hanging up and he's like, if I can just figure out the link. And he's like got a picture <gasps> of a link it, the there. Link. And he's like, the link. <laughs> he's like, the link, a link to the past. And he's like losing his mind. <laughs> probably an intern, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, probably it, in a in a some sort of a a facility at this point yeah <laughs> well that's no easy feat either one of the games the whole world floods so you're like well what comes after that you can't unflood the world you Ocean can't pull world. the drain and there the water is gone now yeah the world's what do you do? flooded what do you, what do, you do? do well we'll talk about it 
<laughs> so many cliffhangers. <laughs> but first, we have to talk about the story of Skyward Sword because it sets up everything. Uh, so once the world is created and there's humans, everyone's you know chilling out, mm-hmm. and then this guy um demise he is basically the antithesis of evil he sends his little goons out he's like hey i'm gonna get the triforce and i'm gonna screw up everything i'm gonna rule this land and the god dickhead the goddesses were like (laughs) well dang we can't do anything about that let's send all of the people into the sky above the clouds that acts as a basically a shield from all the evil going on oh there's Hmm. some evil happening there's some evil happening Everybody to heaven. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so they're all in the sky. And then one guy comes along eh, probably like 100 years, a couple hundred years later. It, time is ambiguous. No one knows. No one cares. This guy named Girahim, he's like, hey, I want this. I want this guy to come back. And because he's evil and I'm evil. So let's get this guy out of here and let's rule. The, let's rule the world. Girl boss. Um. So. <laughs> Yeah, take Zelda because she's, you know, she's got some power in her. She's not in the sky. She's in the sky. She is in the sky. They go and to so, the sky and, so and they rip Link, her? Link is in the sky and they're like, hey, get out of here. We're going to take you. And Link's like, well, I got to go after her. She's my girlfriend <laughs> or is that something. What he, says? he doesn't talk. Link does not speak. No. Never said a single word. Huh? He goes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so end of the game happens all right demise comes out he's resurrected he's like all right you're going down link and link stabs him in the heart and he you know (laughs) so demise i'm gonna mess you up and link goes (laughs) i love that i'm gonna let you finish but hold up <laughs> commando pro yeah it's, like a, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty badass actually zelda has some really good just final death scenes it's pretty mm. gruesome for you know most games being rated e for everyone uh so you know demise is like he's kaputz before he goes he says this isn't the last time you'll see me my Classic hatred my hatred will be passed down into bloodlines and it will curse every bloodline from you and Zelda forever. Whoa. Convenient. That ain't Whoa. good. That ain't good. But then he's sealed into the master sword, the you know, the all-powerful sword. Um, it kills evil, but it also seals evil, but it also unleashes evil. Very weird, Dope. crazy stuff. Uh, but he, so he's gone, right? He's gone. No. Couple games later, then this is the other big boy game. We've we've talked about it, Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. So in this game, you're a little boy. You want to be a big boy, but you're just a little boy. Just a little guy. A little guy. Just a little, a guy. little guy from the from the forest. From the forest. I'm a little the, guy, and I'm from the forest. I'm from the forest, and I gotta go see this tree. And the tree's like, yo. There's some evil afoot, man. You got to go down to Hyrule Castle. <laughs> you got to take care of this. It's, it's almost more like, I got to go see my dad, the tree. I got to go see my dad. The I got to see my dad. He's just like, I'm not your dad. Go see this girl. <laughs> this girl's my dies. dad? And then he <laughs> dies right after. Yeah. You said, I see this girl. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you wrote that down. I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> he just petrifies. 
And then he's just he's just there. He's just it's real crusty. Yeah, it's it's cool. pretty it's pretty sad. I cried. We all cried. We cried every time. But what's what's this evil? Well, there's a race of Gerudo, which are all women, except every couple hundred years, a man is born. And this guy, I think he might be up to no good. His name is Ganondorf. And he's just a guy. And he's like, hey, I think he might want to. I think he might. I think he wants to steal the Triforce. And um, Link's got to do it. He's got to stop him. But before he stops him, Ganondorf is like, I'm going to steal Zelda. I already have the Triforce of Power. I just need one more piece of the Triforce and I'm going to rule the world. So Link's like, yo, I got to pull that Master Sword. That's going to let me kill him. Uh, But then he goes in the future seven years because he can't he can't take on Ganon, Dorf. He's just a little boy. So he needs to be an adult. Yeah, he goes to the the temple of time, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I got pulled the master sword," and then he he does it, and then immediately pulls the master sword. He's like, "And now I sleep." <laughs> I sleep. now I'll sleep for several years. So, but in that meantime, Gandorf just kind of wrecks havoc. He's taken over Hyrule Castle Town. He's there's evil all over the oh, lands God. now. Because yeah, that, tra- that transition where it's like you experience like Hyrule Town and mm-hmm. or Castle Town and all that, like when you're a kid. It's all happy. Sleep. People are dancing yeah, around. Yeah, like literally dancing, prancing. There's like dogs chasing you, and everything's joyful. You come out after seven years, and it's like the music is dead silent. Ooh. It's like you got re-deads everywhere. You mm, got like zombies. everything is dark and ominous, and it's just like, well, yeah, this is a nightmare. How great! Because cool. Ganon's power, Gandor's power, is so close to its ultimate form. So Link's like, yo, I gotta stop him. All right. So, he, uh, you know, in this meantime, Link kills all these bosses, has a grand old time, and then finally kills Ganondorf. But remember, nice. this is this, this this doesn't this sound familiar. This is what Skyward Sword had kind of prophesized, you know, what, 15 years later after this game came out. But it that same structure is still there. There's still this ultimate evil. There is still these two bloodlines of Link and Zelda being descendants from, you know, one of the original races of people. And they're still having this ultimate battle over this, you know, ungodly like power, this super unlimited powerful item. And that is the basis of, you know, all these games. There's either a, you know, Ganondorf or Ganon, which is like his ultimate baddie form when he has pieces of the Triforce all together. There's that there's the times where he's a pig. Right, that's Ganon. Yeah. Yes. He's a he's pig? a big old pig. He's a pig man. He's a big old pig man. He's got okay. some swords. He's ultimate evil. Uh His pigs are evil. I have today I learned. Yeah. <laughs> but, and now with the timeline, here's where stuff goes awry. Okay. And this is heading already (laughs) with the seven years thing and uh, whatever else. So because of that time jump. So at the end of the game, there is inevitably two timelines. There is where Link is an adult and he kills Ganon and peace is restored. Mm -hmm. There's also one where he's a child. So he reverts back to a child after he kills Ganon. And he, he warns everybody. He's like, yo, this Ganondorf is a bad mother. You better lock him up. <laughs> and they do. They listen to him. 
Huh. But he does that by going, yeah, oh, huh? yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Ganon's a bad guy. Little little Timmy's stuck in a well. And he's like, oh, yeah. he's got the Triforce of what now? Oh man, we gotta stop. The Triforce him. of powder? Oh, power. <laughs> Sorry, power, power. Yeah. <laughs> so um, obviously they execute him with a nice. giant sword through the chest, and he is sent to the Twilight Realm. That's in a different game, but that is the mm-hmm. same Ganondorf in uh twilight princess so we're already starting to connect the dots so that's one timeline there those are two timelines the adults where he wins the child where he warns but no one no one could have predicted this third timeline and that's where link just straight up dies (laughs) there is a fallen (laughs) timeline where link is just like you know what i can't do this i'm a head out and he dies it's the fallen hero timeline so Ganon, huh. Ganon's like, yo, I got all this power and I'm going to just rule Hyrule. I won. Uh, and, you know, Hyrule kind of goes down the hill. It's not a good place. This is where the first game takes place in. It takes place in this fallen timeline. That's why it's kind of desolate. That kind of explains why there are no towns. Things are just kind of ruined. Things are kind of mucked up. Whatever. Uh, there, there's more details that I, I can't exactly get into. There are these, um, you know, saints or like mages or all powerful people who do end up holding off Ganon for a little bit after Link's dead. Uh, but you know, regardless of what happens, he's always going to come back, right? He's always this ultimate power. He's always this mega evil that's going to just screw up your day. How does Link keep? <laughs> dying and coming back is it like a different guy it's the bloodline so but if link dies as a child how does he have a kid i don't think it necessarily has i gotta to go like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know there goes john <laughs> I, I don't think he necessarily has to be like link has to have a kid it's like his cousin could have a kid it's the essence of because link yeah. always has the the power of the triforce of courage or he has the ability to wield that power of the triforce of courage zelda has a triforce of wisdom so is it a little bit like um gosh now i can't remember the religious figure's name never mind <laughs> Oh Jesus! It's, no, not Jesus. It's it's, it's actually a lot like Jesus. Not Buddha. It's the one who the the title is passed down from generation to generation. The to Dalai generation. Lama. The Dalai uh, Lama. Yeah. It's like the Dalai Lama, where they're like, no, the Dalai Lama comes back when he dies. He is then resurrected, and we go from town to town showing all of these toys to these kids. And if the kids pick the Dalai Lama's favorite, we're like, oh, you're the Dalai Lama's reincarnation. Yep. Like the Avatar. Like the Avatar. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think these games, because remember, this timeline was an afterthought. Yeah. This timeline came out 25 no, years after well, the yeah. original and game. The, and the, thing, the thing that like makes it even weirder, too, is that like in Wind Waker, the character that you play as isn't technically a part of the bloodline, which is why mm-hmm. he has to go out and find the pieces of the Triforce. Yeah. It's all scattered throughout the ocean. Yeah, it's and like also, if you if he was like born in the bloodline, he would just all that would just leave and come right back to him and he'd have the power. But he looks nope. like Link. But he's he not. Like he, he's Link, but he's not that Link. He looks like Link, but he's not Link. If it quacks like a duck, <laughs> it walks if like it a duck. If it goes like Link, then it <laughs> must be yeah. Link. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, continue. So we talked about the fallen hero timeline. 
We talked a little bit about the child timeline where Link warns of Ganondorf after this game is Twilight Princess. So what does he do? Well, Majora's Mask is right after that, but that has no direct correlation with Ganondorf because he's just fun. It's fun. It's just a good time. Also, he might be dead the whole time. Who knows? The moon's coming. (laughs) Hey, watch out. The moon's coming. It's got a face on it. Hey, watch out. Is that the one? That's the one with the big old scary moon? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that scared me. Still scares me. So the next game in that uh, timeline is Twilight Princess, which you see that same Gandorf be just brutally executed or at least attempts attempted to be executed. And he kind of fights it off, but he's in the shadow realm, the Twilight realm. And then Zant, the main antagonist for most of the game, he's kind of acting like that Girahim or like Vadi from other games, like a dark wizard who is trying to just bring back this ultimate evil power and then he succeeds and then you know link stabs him in the chest again so (laughs) (laughs) recurring theme yeah classic (laughs) classic move works every time just (laughs) i wish there's something better that he could do wait there is because in the adult timeline ganon's defeated right but Uh dude you can't you can't hold him back the power's just too strong and he comes right back and the gods of Hyrule are just like, yo, we can't stop this guy. Bro, you got to end this. <laughs> Hyrule is a lost cause. Let's just flood it with water and put Hyrule under the ocean. And that's exactly what they do. And Wind Waker is the next Zelda game. <laughs> it is. It Crazy. is. It is wild that you are the ultimate evil of the freaking universe and you're like but fuck this town specifically i I hate this place this place place? tucson arizona fuck this town this is my goal i'm gonna destroy this and not only that you're the ultimate evil in the universe and you've decided fuck this town and then you find out oh hey the only person who can defeat me lives in this town maybe pick a different town but where is he gonna get the triforce alex there are other shapes idiot <laughs> what are you gonna find there's another an octagon? <laughs> there's a power Go get octagon. the quad force uh pentaforce that's that's it. pentium I got the rhombus of ultimate power. <laughs> They're like, oh, did you? Beware. I got the tridecahedron of ultimate sexuality. So, Ganon do cool. be a little thick, though. Come on. <laughs> Ganon. L- let's be real. Let's be Speak real. Speak your truth and say goodbye. Sasha, away. <laughs> I'm just getting my release out, Alex. Just getting my God release bless. out. What's coming Disgusted. next down the, down the old pipeline timeline? So, uh, we're kind of coming to an end here. I'm not, again, I, I skipped over a lot of games. Um, Wind Waker is that last game in that third timeline. What's not the last one? Uh, so, they, they flood Hyrule. They flood the world. Um, but... Gandorf, or at least uh, a version of Gandorf, that same kind of powerless. He never does, unfortunately. He Uh, never does. Turns into a Lepros. That's what he does. They Pokemon, right? Or Gyarados, maybe. Maybe all of them. Who knows? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Go ahead, John. (laughs) (laughs) Before I go on, before I go on, great bit. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Praise be. Uh, so after Hyrule's flooded, 
uh, and Gandorf seems like he's coming back. Link has to find the Triforce of Courage so he can have the power. He has to restore the Master Sword. And then as all, you know, water is flooding down, they go under the water into Hyrule, which is being preserved by this like protection force. And then like, oh, there's the Triforce. Oh, he's going to touch it. And then the king of Hyrule, who's like <laughs> also your boat, touches it. And he's Hold like, on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, oh, say that sentence yeah, yeah, one yeah. more time because I think I misheard you. <laughs> the king of Hyrule Correct. has been your boat the entire game. My sailing vehicle boat made of wood? Yeah, made of wood. It has a face of a lion. That's been my girlfriend's dad that I've been riding on? He's not, she's not your girlfriend, dude. In this game, she's a pirate, and she didn't even know she was Zelda. <laughs> she's a pirate, and her dad decided to be my boat. He's like, hey, not he's, a, he's, boat. A little, he's a little boat. He's like a one-person boat. A little, he's a little boat. The king of he wants to be a big boat. boat. He's just a little boat. That king he doesn't even around. have a he just he's just gotta like coast around. He doesn't even have a sail or anything. Yeah, you gotta buy you gotta you have to buy the king a sail with your own money. Unpopular opinion, but I see why Broke they did king. Super Mario World first. <laughs> Broke <laughs> ass universal. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, you should. <laughs> well, but I, the the most important part though about this is obviously the way that link kills ganon exactly yeah, if you want exactly so the king touches the triforce stealing gandorf's wish and he just says i want hyrule to just be washed away no more protecting it so the water from the ocean above just starts pouring down and links like yo kick-ass king by the way so cool yeah <laughs> what a cool move to protect your people right and he just like he's like i'm gonna just stay here and die in the flood but before you do like before i do that go kill ganondorf real real quick for me so you and <laughs> you and zelda are like teaming up she's shooting arrows at him you're hitting him with your sword and then you get this sweet opening where you slash him around the back jump like 20 feet in the air and you just stab him right through the forehead Ooh! and then and then he and then he just kind of just like uh, 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 turns to stone Grr. Now he's what? now he's a rock, okay. Okay, and then it's a rock. <laughs> it's a rock. It's a rock. <laughs> and the pioneers rode that baby for my. <laughs> well, they didn't ride him because he's at the bottom of the ocean now. Got him. That's where SpongeBob is. And they're like, "Yo, Hyrule's gone forever, Link. Why don't you go find a new one?" So he sails the ocean, and he said, <laughs> <laughs> "No, Link. Link comes back. He he swims okay. up." He's like, yo, cool, cool. I'm, 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 I'm surviving. Uh, and he finds a new Hyrule. He sails the ocean looking for a new land. And he eventually finds it. So hmm. those are the, the you know, the tent poles of, of Zelda games. There's always this like bloodline being passed down through generations or people who, you know, embody the soul and the spirit of these people from way back when, from when people used to live in the sky. And there's always this greater evil. There's always someone trying to resurrect that evil. And there's always someone trying to stop it. Can I, can I ask a question, a selfish question? Please do. I want to know. Please do. Um, what timeline would you say Breath of the Wild is set in? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's none of them. <laughs> Here you go. I got a great answer for you. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> 
The only uh, thing we know about it is that it happens after every other game. Yeah, they mention specific to any timeline. They so mention the hero of time. They mention the hero of the twilight. Sure. Um, you know, th- there are characters from past games carved into stone. Um, but it, it's not really known for sure. Uh, you can make a guess, but Nintendo's like, all right, we gave you that one timeline like ten years ago. We're done doing that. We don't care. <laughs> we're just making. Now, right? We're just making yeah. fun video games. What's next? You're gonna ask me in what order Super Mario Save the Princess? Are you freaking idiot? <laughs> okay, the first one, and the second one was after that. He's uh, a Mario plumber, man. He's a plumber, my guy. You want me to tell you when he could beat against Sonic in the Olympics in his life? Man, come on. Yeah, that's right. Right. First, okay, he saves the princess. Then he rides a go kart for a little bit. He goes golfing, saves the princess again, <laughs> and that's and when then, he starts playing volleyball. But he gives well, up. Well, but then play. there's then there's a whole timeline where it's like it's all just a play, like right. Super Mario three. Mario I think. three, it's all a play. And then there's yeah. the one where it's all a puppet show, which is Paper Mario. And then yeah. there's one where he goes to the Beijing Olympics in 2008. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Actually, yep. forget. How could you forget? The, the most important is, Mario game. Nintendo oh, yeah. <laughs> does not care about timelines. Not really. The no, fans wanted it they, so bad, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once you put out 30 of the same game, people are going to start asking you when the puzzle pieces are going to fit together. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They gave it their best shot. And I do appreciate the effort that Skyward Sword tried to make in connecting these games in some coherent way there is a reason behind all of this it isn't just random chaos it is like some pure evil who's just you know passed along through generations and generations into different people it is wild that now they are taking that same formula they did with that game and they're applying it to pokemon where they're like this is the beginning of pokemon with uh arceus right Right. Is they're like, true? this is how Pokemon started. This was before we even knew Pokemon could be pets. <laughs> they're scary. Now, they're too scary. I don't like it. Ooh. I don't like Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon scary. That worm is too big. <laughs> that that weasel's not big enough. <laughs> that weasel's oh, not boy. big enough. <laughs> uh, seven foot four. <laughs> All right, buddy. Try again. I want one that's at least seven foot five. All right. Pokemon are very dangerous. And then you walk up to like Mr. Mime and he's like sitting on a bench. They're like all of them. They're all dangerous. Especially that one. A literal fish. Dangerous. Dangerous. That magic card being doing shit. Come on, man. Um, So I don't know how much time we have, but if you allow me some time, I would like at least a minute to gush. You may gush for... Please proceed. You may gush for... Hold on. Wait. And Michael, please gush with me. Six minutes. Go. Gushers. So what's so great about the Zelda game isn't just the exploration. It's about the discovery of weapons. It's about Mm -hmm. uh, fighting these intense bosses. It's about exploring these dungeons where... You know, the visuals and the creativity of puzzle solving all comes together. Even though some puzzles are bullshit. Some puzzles may be bullshit. Every single one. You're like, where's that switch? Oh, it's under like this like weird thing that even like, <laughs> uh, in the water it. temple. I gotta redirect the water four times to go back yeah. to the switch that I missed. Oh Listen, god so damn it. They're all gonna have some clunkers, but they're yeah. also filled with unforgettable moments and a sense of magic that I honestly do not feel in any video game besides Zelda. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I still have games I've been playing for years and over a decade, but Zelda is still this, you know, it still has something that other games don't, right? And, and it's the worlds, it's it's the monsters, it's the combat, it's the weapons, it's all that put together, and it's unlike anything else. And with Breath of the Wild, that's such a huge deviation from the game while also being uh, the series in its purest essence. In fact, mm-hmm. Michael, you may know this, the creation of that game came from a tech demo that they kind of um, rewrote the code for the original Legend of Zelda on the NES and put like the physics and chemistry of Breath of the Wild. So you could, you know, put something on fire and then, you know, swing a giant fan at it. And then that fire would go push onto something else and catch an enemy on fire. You could play around. It's more open. It's more free. It's yeah. kind of what the original game was meant to be all along. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things like even playing the game, there's so many possibilities for different ways that you can tackle things that like the game plays like a polished tech demo mm-hmm. with a story and open world behind it. And for me, it's like the it's Breath of the Wild is like the perfect evolution for Zelda games to reach its final form. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, we'll see like how they can like build on top of it with Breath of the Wild too. But to the point where it's like the only other games that I think like even modern day that can have a similar experience to me or like the Dark Souls games. And that's part of the reason why I love them so much is like it's all about just seeing this like you have this giant world in front of you. Go explore. Go do things. We're going to give you vague direction. Just have fun. Go do what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's like just go like try and talk to like all the little tiny fairies and try and get all their little powers or like just go straight to Ganon and try right. and kill him like best of luck to you uh, <laughs> need to try that next <laughs> yeah but it's it's just Legend of Zelda to me is such a monumental series not just for what it's given to the games industry as a whole but for opening the doors to exploring worlds that we wouldn't have thought were possible through video games. Mm-hmm. It's like we were so limited to games like Pong and like Mario, where it's like you're just going left to right when like everything is happening upon this like X and Y axis. And Legend of Zelda, maybe not at first, but they introduced the idea of a Z axis to a game. Yeah. There is there is depth. And kind of crushed it on their first yeah. try. Pretty impressive, and it, it became a building. Ocarina of Time became a building block for not just Zelda games, but for action adventure games. You know, I like Dark Souls and you know, Elden Ring. I, mm-hmm. I owes a lot to Ocarina of Time. I mean, you know, Z targeting and the yeah. sword play, and you know how you kind of adventure around. It's so rudimentary in Ocarina, but so many games built. Uh, you know, their experiences off the backs of some 90s N64 game. Some people might say Link walked so every other game could run. (laughs) I would agree. That's just because I'm a big fan. Now, (laughs) my one last question to Nick and Alex. Alex, you played a little bit more, but did this conversation at all enlighten you to try some other experiences i know you're not it's not your kind of game all the time but is it does it at least pique your interest 
Are you asking me if I will play Breath of the Wild now? Because the answer is still pretty firm. No, I'd say to any. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd say I'd say Alex, you'd be better geared towards playing like Ocarina of Time. I played or, that. So yeah. Okay, so yeah. I would okay. probably the next one that I would say is if you haven't played it yet, Breath or not Breath of the Wild. Fuck. Um, uh, the, the the ocean one. Uh, Wind Waker. Wind, Wind Waker. Wind Waker is yeah. a great introduction to the Zelda series. A Wii U. No. I will let you borrow my Wii U if you <laughs> if you promise to play it. No. <laughs> Still no. Wow. I can I can let you I can let you borrow my GameCube. Yes. Yeah, will fair, do enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Nobody wants to play a Wii U. <laughs> Come on. When I play the Wii, my hand with the Wii U. I'll try it. I mean, next time I'm over. Why not? Yeah, there you go. There we Nick go. Play it. Wii U, Wii U. <laughs> Just so I can do that. John, Nick? thanks for coming on. This kicked butt. Oh, oh yeah. wait, do I have to go to give my answer? Well, I thought we that you already gave your answer because you said that you would go over to his yeah, house. Yeah, abso- absolutely. It. I mean, I'll play in my play. house. We'll have a slumber party. We'll play Zelda. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. <laughs> we'll That's adorable. Doritos. <laughs> Michael, why don't no, we ever do. have slumber parties? I don't know. You never you never invite me over. That's true. That's true. I don't invite John, you over either. John, thanks for coming so. on. John, hey, thanks man. for coming. Hey, John, thanks for. Hey, John, thanks. Hey, John. Hey, John. Oh, no, he's stuck. <laughs> Dear John, we're in a time loop. Thanks for coming on. Come on. Hey, really it's been a pleasure. Um, uh, you and Nick, I want you to to go ahead and plug your podcast and give them your pitch for our listeners out there. John, if you <laughs> um, want to discover the truth behind chicken, big chicken, <laughs> chicken. Um, or you just want to listen to two guys uh, dick around for about an hour. Um, <laughs> what better place to go than anchor.fm slash BCB hyphen podcast. podcast. Or just, yeah. It'll be in the show notes. Or just, or just go to Spotify and type in big chicken bits. It's, We're the only big chicken bits out there. Do you know that? Can I, can I ask you guys a question? Please. Have you heard of the podcast, uh, the Beef and Dairy Network? <laughs> no. Should we? The Beef and Dairy Network is a podcast strictly about the beef and dairy industry, oh. where they bring on writers and comedians to do nothing but lie about the beef and dairy industry. They give false facts. They play false characters. They do nothing but bits about the beef and dairy industry. So I like that. They exclude poultry. Which I yeah, it sounds sketchy. like I there know. was a small hole in that format that could have included chicken, and you guys were like, "We're just gonna scoot ourselves on in <laughs> well, here." I will also it say should. that these are not lies. We are discovering Total real fact. truths about uh, big chicken. I think there is one giant chicken that is being pumped full of drugs that we will all be eating from one day. Yeah, they're working on it right now. I'm telling mm. you, they're on. They're on something. Are we allowed to say that that company's name? Oh, we always do. Okay, we cool. do. <laughs> we're, we're like this. You kidding me? <laughs> when we come back, Nick has a quick quiz. That's right. Hey guys, do you have a podcast that you want to record about? Mm? What? No, uh, we're not doing the ad. Hmm? Oh, no, not yet. Uh, can we do an ad for timers? Because I certainly need one. <laughs> Uh, I was well, trying to bring up a timer and I typed in calculator. Happens <laughs> a little too often, doesn't it? Yeah. I have it. Ready, set, snow. Oh. What I'm about to talk about today is a spin-off of a spin-off. It's a intersection of vortices that is hands down the most fun I've ever had with a video game in quite some time. 
And as of a few nights ago, I have actually completed this game. And as all spinoffs go, it seems as though this one was a little too short. And much like this quick this, it's not very time consuming for a very specific reason. Our quick, is, our quick thises are short because we can't be asked to turn these topics into full episodes. And just like the topic of today's quick this, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, a Wonderland's one-shot adventure, it's just what we need after a full-length, in-depth randle about Bioshock Infinite or Zelda, for instance. You said one-shot. Is this a tabletop RPG? Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> Okay. But what if these spinoffs did spawn full-length episodes or full-length games? Uh, hold that on onto the back of your head because we'll get to that later. But if you know anything about me, you'll know that I love sarcastic media. Everything from Voltaire to Kurt Vonnegut to more jocular commentary on society as found within some of my favorite movies. But consider video games as a form of comedy for a minute. It's not very often that you stumble upon a game that makes you belly laugh or wheeze laugh, but <laughs> damn it, boy, this Borderlands 2 spinoff got me good at several times. I downloaded it on a whim, seeing as it was based on the Borderlands franchise, but more importantly, it was free. <laughs> and as somebody who's balling on a budget, I jump at every PS Plus free monthly game that I can find. And seeing as the word one shot was in the title, I was even more down for it. Because I didn't want to sink too much time into this as I'm still trying to beat Zona Breath of the Wild. <laughs> so I play exciting, uh, but I'm expecting a, a brief respite into the days of my, my Borderlands days back in, back in high school and early college. And wouldn't you know it, it's all about Dungeons and Dragons. Hey. Or, as they call it in the game, Bunkers and Badasses. <laughs> yes. As to not not to infringe on any copyrights. Uh, But I've had a blast playing this game. It plays exactly as you'd expect a modern Borderlands first-person shooter to play. It's very fluid. It's engaging. uh, And who could not mention the loot that you get, the the different tiers of guns that you can get. You start off with the crappy guns, and you slowly earn more and more valuable loot and, of course, money. Now, I just said something that doesn't always gel with a game of D&D. I talked about guns. What's that all about? Well, the game addresses this within the very very first few moments of gameplay when you click on a weapon vending machine and the voice says, I'm here to buy some magic bullets. (laughs) Or some such like that. And then after that, you get to buy some grenades from a similar vending machine and it's named things like lightning bolt and fireball. (laughs) When you throw them, you shoot out sparks or fire respectively from your palms. So (laughs) there you go. There's magic firearms and magic explosives addressed right off the bat. It's it's these moments of self-awareness within a game that really bring out a chortle in me. <laughs> so there's also the D&D jokes, which I haven't mentioned yet. But uh, if you know anything about the Borderlands series of games, you'll know that Tiny Tina's uh, a little crazy at times. <laughs> and she just says all these funny things. Um, and she's the dungeon master, of course, uh, telling you about this this adventure she's telling you this tale and walking you through it and you have to save the queen from the dragon keep that's the big thing you have to do one of the players in the game calls her out right off the bat the starting town starts off all sunny and rainbow colored skies and the player's like no isn't it supposed to be a a, what is it bunkers and badasses campaign where the dragon's taken over she's like oh yeah right then immediately it goes like stormy and and red tinged skies so (laughs) Uh, it's funny things like that. 
Uh, it's little things like your DM having all the power in the world are referenced throughout this game, often to hilarious ends. So there you have it. That's uh, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, a Wonderland's one-shot adventure. I think it is available for free on PS Plus either last month or maybe it was this month. Um, but you only need 15 bucks to play it, which is, I'd say, totally worth the price. Or if you don't feel like downloading it, you can just buy Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which is a full length game. And it comes out the 25th of March, which may or may not be after this episode releases or not. But that's a game I'll certainly be buying. And I'll be mostly, most certainly playing D&D with these fine gentlemen right here on Entertain This. Hey, that was pretty good. Wow, do- almost five minutes on the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost on the nose. That was incredibly good. I did it. Um, you did kind of spin me into an announcement that I think we can go ahead and make. Go for just it. Just because of conveniency. Uh, since the beginning of Entertain This, we've talked about doing a spinoff podcast. Um, I think it was the second episode of Entertain This was about Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. And we said we want to do an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. What an actual play podcast is, it's people sitting around a table and they play on the podcast, Dungeons and Dragons. You get to listen as the story kind of unfolds. Um, We're finally in the year 2022, two years after starting the podcast, deciding, hey, maybe we go ahead and do this. So what should be coming here in the next couple months? I don't want to set a complete timeline yet, but things have been moving pretty fast this, uh, this last week, is we are going to finally start what we are calling... Project Icosa, which will be a second podcast that we offer under the Entertain This brand that is completely focused around an actual play D&D experience, which I will DM, Michael will be playing in, Nick will be playing in, Chloe, our fact checker, will be playing in, or we have a new face named Dan who will be coming in and playing, and then we'll have a rotating cast of guest stars who come on and play D&D with us as we spin a tale for you. Uh, and we're very excited about it, so be on the lookout for that. Nick, uh, interestingly, must have written this script before figuring out that <laughs> he is playing a gunslinger. So there are guns in D and D. Thank you. <laughs> oh no, sorry, Siri, go away. Thanks to uh, thanks to Matthew Mercer of Critical Role fame for homebrewing a uh, gunslinger class that Nick will be taking <laughs> full advantage of. It'll be very cool. Um, so that'll be fun. That's coming out here soon. Uh, so keep on the lookout for that. But in the meantime, if there's anything... Hey, what the hell? Hey, sorry. I'm not actually fact-checking you. I'm fun-facting you. Okay, go ahead. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) So during this episode, I found out that Matthew Mercer actually voices a character named Ganon in a TV show called There Will Be Brawl, which is like a gritty like video game ish TV show, but it's like live action. So that's a thing. That's crazy. Sick. Speaking hey, of Matthew Mercer, shout that out. Really, that really tied it all together. Thanks. Our, <laughs> our whole episode. I wasn't expecting that. Damn. I Incredible. came in and put a pretty little bow on top. Oh, well gave me a well, heart attack in the process. Oh yeah, no, that's <laughs> like, the it's <laughs> Um But in the meantime, stick around for the ending, Chloe. Uh, if there's anything that we haven't covered yet on the show that you want to hear us cover, uh, there are a couple ways that you can shout out to us and tell us what you want to hear us talk about next. Or maybe we'll invite you on to be a guest like John came on to do today. Um, the ways you can do that are pretty simple. You can go to our website, www.entertainthis.net. 
scroll all the way to the bottom. There's a question that you can fill out there with suggestions, or you could just email us directly. We are entertainthispodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. We are entertain underscore this. On Instagram, we are entertain this podcast. You can find us on Facebook. We are podcast entertain this. And until next week, entertain us so we can entertain you and you can entertain this. See you next Friday. Bye. Bye bye. Special thanks to John Kincaid for writing and being our special guest on this episode. Additional commentary is provided by Nick Mustakangas, Alex Steele, and Michael Savoya. Our showrunner and resident fact checker is Chloe Price. Our theme music is Rushable by Aaron Spencer, with interstitial music by DJW. Tune in every Friday for new episodes, and thanks for listening.